tune with the young. It's in tune on SAFM. I'm joined on the line by um, some of my guests here to talk us, take us through this discussion on alcohol adverts and how they influence young people to drink. Sibani Mgadi is on the line with me, chair of the SA Liquor Brand Owners Association. Sibani, good afternoon. Thanks for giving us your time. And thanks for the opportunity. No, we appreciate uh, you giving us your 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 your, your view on this one. Labahang Lizila, Soul City Institute researcher. Labahang, good afternoon. Hello, Nanidi, and hello to your listener. And thank you for having me on your show. Labahang, let's start with you. Just talk to me about some of the research that Soul, the Soul City Institute actually conducted on this issue. Okay, so we did a community-based qualitative study uh, looking at uh, looking at alcohol availability, marketing, and how young people perceive that and then their drinking patterns and how it relates to any risky behavior that they get to undertake. This was in a rural area in, a, in, a, in an urban township um, in, in Gauteng and Bumananga. Mm. So we, we did this really because, you know, a lot of evidence exists internationally and locally suggesting that young people are really at, at risk of, you know, being vulnerable to HIV because of sexual behaviors that they get to, you know, um, exhibit, you know, violence and, and death and disability. And a lot of the evidence suggests that alcohol plays a huge role, you know, in, in them getting to find themselves, you know, behaving in certain ways. And evidence also suggests that, you know, alcohol advertising or marketing as such plays a, a, a huge role in how young people get to drink alcohol. So the more they are exposed they will, drink, they will start drinking early, as early as even, you know, 13, 14 years. And when they start drinking early, they binge drink. So a lot of uh, people will drink five, six units in one sitting in one day. Mm. And even as they start drinking at an early age, binge drinking, this tends to continue, you know, throughout their life cycle. As an adult, I'll find alcohol, you know, it, it becomes an acceptable thing for them to do, to have fun, to socialize, you know, whatever setting. And above it all, for us, it's really the public health concern that, you know, the, the risky behaviors they get to engage in, the death and disability, violence as a result of um, consuming alcohol. So that's why we did the study. But now let's take a few steps back here, Lebo. See, all of these things that you've mentioned are things we've all heard before. But the question has always been, is this because of advertising? How much does advertising actually influence um, how young people socialize and their view of alcohol. And, and that's, that's, that's essentially mm. what we need to clarify. We understand that we have a horrible culture of mm. alcoholism and, and drinking in South Africa. But is that really because of advertising or is it because of the way our societies are structured? So we can't say it's one or either or. It's, it's everything. So advertising plays a role as such. It creates and it perpetuates norms that, you know, young people aspire to, you know, the way that... Um, um, media, you know, portray celebrities or using celebrities, young people having fun. And this is what young people in our studies were saying pretty much. But, you know, it makes them want to try the brand that is advertised. And as such, from wherever they are, wherever they are drinking, you know, being in taverns, in, 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 in um, parks, in their communities, they get to find themselves exposed to risky behaviors and, you know, uh, violence. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. That's one part. The other part is, of course, you know, there's, there's peer pressure. There's environmental factors. You know, I think in South Africa in particular, you know, we have made alcohol to be such a, a norm. Like, you know, if we're having parties, if we're having even after tears, you know, there's always alcohol. During the festivities, there's always alcohol. So, of course, families, the environment that we've created as a country over and above um, um, the friends or the peer pressure, we have made alcohol to be such a, 
a cool thing that young people now are drinking it. So for me, it's, it's a structural thing. It's, it's the environment and advertising perpetuate more than anything how young people um, perceive it. Okay. Um, but Spani, let's let's hear from you. What what does the, 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 the Liquor Brand Owners Association say on this one? Oh, Naledi, you ask a very important question there. That if, if we say then it's advertising, how much of the current problem of drinking amongst young people then is attributable to other things, peer mm. pressure, uh, social problems in communities and various other things that will be contributing. So if you talk research, then you need to kind of look at all of those contributing factors and be able to say advertising contributes a percentage of it. But details it may, they've always been a conversation globally and in South Africa about the role of advertising in promoting excessive alcohol use. Uh, I will give you an indication that over the past 10 years, according to Econometrics, which is a research institution in South Africa, Mm. uh, advertising spend has increased or almost doubled in in the country over the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. But the overall alcohol consumption, that is the volumes, have remained likely the same. So our, our argument is we use much advertising for the purposes of winning uh, over people from one brand to another. So, in other words, if, if you are a beer drinker, then one beer brand will compete against the other to try and win you over in terms of what you prefer to drink. That's the primary purpose of advertising. Now, yes, I agree then that it, we need to deal with drinking, especially amongst underage, because we need to define it clearly, people below the age of 18. What we have proposed to the Department of Trade and Industry in the review of the Liquor Act is how can we protect people below the age of 18 from exposure to alcohol advertising. Mm. The proposal we have put on the table is any program that has 30% or more of people below the age of 18 as primary audience or or viewers, we shouldn't be allowed to uh, advertise on that. So in other words, your program probably will be 30% plus you will not be able to advertise on that, whereas uh, Richard Mwamba, who is coming next, probably has less than 30% young people, <laughs> then we can advertise on that. You That's know, what we are proposing. I, I, I think we can we can go back and forth about the kind of proposals and where we should advertise, but um, I, I want to go back to a point that you've made here, Siman, um, that over the past 10 years, and then you mention econo- econometrics, and you say over the past 10 years, um, there's been a doubling of spend on alcohol advertising, Right. That's clear. And you say the number, I mean, the amount of consumption, however, in South Africa has not changed. I don't think that offers very much (laughs) solace, considering that we are a a big, we we drink in South Africa. We drink a lot so that the number hasn't gone up doesn't actually mean anything. Now, the real question that we should be asking you, Sibani, is that if we halved advertising, do you think that then we'd see less drinking in South Africa? That's the real question. The numbers are already high. But if we advertised less, do you believe that there'd be less drinking? Well, I do not think so, uh, Naledi. But let's contextualize that, that particular issue that we are, we are high drinkers in South Africa. So the Minister of Health, for instance, will say we drink about 10 to 11 litres of pure alcohol per year. That's probably correct. Now, you compare to other countries, we are almost equal as Germany uh, at that kind of meters, and we are lower than France and Ireland. 
Now, what's the difference between the, the, those countries and South Africa? The problem in South Africa is the drinking, fetching. In other words, people consume high quantities of alcohol over a short period of time. So mm. in a French environment, people will drink one glass, two glasses there and spread it over a longer period. Whereas in our case, you have people drinking heavily on from a, from a Friday to a Sunday and therefore leading to various other problems that you then that arises, whether it's drinking and driving or, or violence and other and other problems. So to to deal with that, I do not think banning or removing advertising will change that situation. It's rather <laughs> more educational interventions to say don't call if you have a bottle of, of spirit, you do not have to finish it that night. You can drink it over a long period. Okay, level. I hear you Can laughing. Let me in, let me quickly um, just call in for 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 listeners right now. If you want to comment, give us a call. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Do alcohol adverts influence young people to drink? Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Level, go ahead. Okay, so um, I mean, I find it interesting that the speaker actually, you know, you do acknowledge that we do have a, a drinking problem in the country, even when you compare to other countries. And the biggest problem for us is the binge drinking. You know how we've normalized it, but. If you're taking away, uh, you know, the role that advertising takes and feeling that it does not play a huge role. And, you know, when you speak about educating people and encouraging them to be, um, you know, more responsible, these are young people. Young people, by virtue of being young, they are not fully developed to make, you know, good decisions. Their brains are yet to be developed. They're still developing their moral compass is not at a point where they know what is right or wrong. Mm. So that means they, they learn by observing, by seeing. So in our in our society, the norm is drink. It's cool everywhere. It's advertised. It's in our families. It's in our communities. So how do we then protect young people by saying, you know, drink responsibly? We have tried that. It's not working for us. Hence, we're saying we need to move to the environment. Let's look at how best to actually protect them. And if you actually look at the World Health Organization, they actually make it very clear that, you know, focusing on telling people that they must be responsible alone is not going to work. You need to regulate advertising. You, do, you need to regulate pricing. You need to regulate how available alcohol is in communities. And I can tell you now that in our studies, in the rural area, um, there, were, there, were, there were 28 outlets. And, you know, within a, even a 10-meter um, distance from a school, there was a, there was a tavern, and young people were telling us that, you know, it is so easy for us to get into taverns and buy alcohol. These are young people wearing uniform. So already we're saying the law says they must not get in, but communities and taverns are actually letting them in. Young people know they shouldn't get in, but guess what they're doing? They are getting in and they're buying it. So it's not enough for us to say they need to be responsible. And even in the in the in the in the Evan town in the Evan township, they were actually telling us that at taverns we get in there. This is where celebrities are. This is where you know promotional activities are happening where we can buy one get one free. There's ladies' nights. We need sugar ladies. They buy us alcohol. We stick with them without condoms. So it was so clear that they know that they shouldn't be doing these things. But the hype is that if you do this thing, you find the TV, you know, the media, the billboards that are there are saying to them, you need to try these things. This is how you want to have fun. So for me, I find it difficult that we keep saying, let's teach people to be responsible, but we're not, you know, doing much about making sure that the environment is conducive for the change that we think they must undertake. So I find that quite contradictory. Okay, well, let's take calls. 0891104207, still speaking to Lebohang Litzila, a researcher with the Seoul City Institute and uh, Mr. Sibanim Gadi. Chair of the SA Liquor Brand Owners Association. 0891-104-207. Our best conversations are the ones we have with you. Call us on 0891-104-207. Tweet at SAFM Radio or SMS 34701. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.
At number again, 0891104207. Do alcohol adverts influence young people to drink? Um, Joe, <laughs> Joe has sent an SMS talking about his favorite brand of alcohol that I can't read because I can't advertise, but he says it tastes superb. <laughs> okay, he did send another one saying, Linda, I'm in tune today. I'm a young person in my own right. Hope I won't be discriminated against. Not just no discrimination here, Joe. Um, young people will drink no matter what. Parents and other adults do the advertising anyway. That SMS is unsigned. Um, Tranky says, Bona, alcohol is, is, is not cool. However, it's beyond just adverts because we saw our elders, peers, buddies, and leaders drink. Um, Gerald and KZN says, advertising plays a huge role in enticing young people to drink. That is the whole purpose. And it should definitely be banned. Another unsigned SMS. There are no more cigarette adverts and young people still smoke. Yeah, 0891104207. Send your SMSs to 34701. Jude is in Cape Town. Jude, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm great, brother. How are you? Yeah. For me, my opinion, I don't believe that advertisement is the problem. Mm. It's mentality of people. You understand what I'm saying? If you have your mentality when you're growing up, and see, this is dangerous. Don't go there. You know, when I see some things, people, are, when they advertise some things, they put, this is dangerous. But people still go there and want to know what is inside. That is where the problem is. Okay. Hello? Yes, I'm listening yeah. to you. I'm listening to yeah. you. So the problem so is the mentality. I don't believe the advertisement. If I'm growing up, I'm, I got moral. I said, I don't want to drink alcohol. Nothing will make me to drink alcohol. I don't believe in that. You know, I think we... That's my opinion. Yeah, Jude, thanks for calling. I think sometimes when we have these conversations, we want to um, apply a, a very simplistic sort of, um, you know, thinking on this. We want to say, now the problem is always, in every country all across the world, there's always been the mentality of the drinker. But in a country like ours, where we are such big drinkers, can we still afford to say... No, there's nothing wrong with the marketing when we understand that we have a really big problem. I mean, surely we should be able to to, 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 to just do things specifically for ourselves. Janae is in Durban. Janae, good afternoon. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Mm. I just wanted to say from an older person's perspective... Janae, please switch off your radio. Please switch off your radio. Janae, please switch off your radio. Hang on. Well, I've just put the phone down. Hang on. Okay, Janae, are you there? All right. No, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to find some. We're, we're losing time. Lebo, um, and this is the question that I asked earlier, just before we we we, we spoke to Janae. I said, why Why do we still want to talk about mentality? Are we overlooking the fact that we have a very special sort of um, uh, situation here in South Africa that we need to deal with quick? And in fact, if we don't, where are we headed if, if we don't deal with alcoholism in South Africa? I think that's the concerning matter, Naledi, that, you know, if we continue at the state as, you know, the status quo as is, we're saying that we're not committed to actually developing young people and making them responsible or supporting them uh, and creating an, an, a conducive environment for them to be, you know, uh, leaders, um, you know, tomorrow. Because if nothing is put in place, how are we going to make sure that we actually change from where we are? So for me, is 
our government, our leaders actually also acknowledge that this is a problem. The fact that the, the, the Department of Health put together the control of marketing of alcoholic beverages bill, they knew that you know we need to put measures in place because advertising actually plays a huge role. However, at the moment, we know that this policy is sitting with cabinet. It has not yet been passed. So for us, is you know, we need to actually uh, push and, and, and engage on the issue and not leave it as is because then we're not uh, going to make sure that we're protecting young people. We're saying that young people are saying advertising influences them to drink. So let's do something about it. Let it be out there. Let the policies be put in place. Let people actually comply. Let things be regulated. And let parents actually know in communities and society that alcohol is not as cool as is advertised. Alcohol actually has multiple negative health and social outcomes. So if people actually recognize that, own up to that, it's easy for even our context, our family settings, you know, all the social ills we see in our communities to change. But for as long as we don't do anything about it and keep saying, the individual must change and it's up to them. Morally, they must make the decision. It's not going to change. We've tried that many years, but we're still having the problem. So now we're saying, let's actually consider the, the environment. Let's, you know, make it a holistic approach in dealing with youth, um, youth harmful alcohol consumption. Yeah, well, there, there's a few SMSs, I mean, tweets especially that have come in. Um, Shepherd Marango Z on Twitter says, um, and the question is, do alcohol adverts influence youngsters to drink? He says, yes, especially that one of Mourinho and this brand of alcohol. So obviously now there's these aspirational characters that young people want to be in the, and there they, they are advertising these adverts. And that's, and they think, oh, to be a Mourinho, this is what I need to do. Um, um, Lou Vince on Twitter says, they think if they drink, they'll be fit like guys in these adverts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they look like, they look like these people. Um, Send your tweets at SAFM Radio, hashtag in tune. Another one that says, abolish alcohol. That's an SMS. Abolish alcohol, our people will live longer. Um, we never drank before colonization. Well, mm. I mean, how do we know that? There was, <laughs> <laughs> I, know my, I, know, I know my grandmother used to brew um, uh, beer, traditional beer. So I don't know if we can say we, we never drank. I don't know if, if traditional beer was brewed only after colonization, but I'm sure... It has been brewed for a while. Uh, Joseph is a Imtata. Joseph, good afternoon. Hi, hi, Lauren. Um, Hi to your guests there. Uh, th- th- this, this is a very serious matter that you're dealing with today. Mm. It's so unfortunate that even some of the of the the pieces of legislation that are out there are not being implemented properly mm. because mm-hmm. we've got taverns all over the show, next to the schools, next to the churches. In the place where I stay, kids from school, they stay in the taverns until 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning. There's a school here that got 3% pass because almost everybody goes to the tavern. It's it's a very serious matter. Unfortunately, the government is so scared to deal with matters like this because they are scared of losing maybe the tax from the SAB or from the the brewing companies. I don't know. It's a very serious matter. Our country is going spiral downwards in few years to come. Thank you. Yeah, hold on, Joseph. Where is this school, this 3% pass? Because that we need to look into. Where is this? Oh, Joseph. Okay, Junae is in Durban. Junae? Good morning to you. Mm. I just want have one comment. I'm sure the advertising helps because if it didn't help, they wouldn't do it. But secondly, mm. can't we police it a bit better? You know, in America, if you go out with young people, and I have two grandsons, 
I've just come back from America. And these boys are 24 and 29. But do you know they will not even sell them a beer without mm. they produce their IDs? Mm. My eldest grandson at 29 had to go home to fetch his ID book. He'd forgotten it. Mm. Yeah, maybe. So surely that would be very simple. I mean, how can mm. a child, and anybody at school still is a child, how can they go in the tavern until 1 o'clock? Mm. Why doesn't the man who's serving the alcohol send them away? That's who mm. we need to yeah. Our young people can have got so in? many stresses as it is. Yeah, thank you so much, Jenny. Lebo, you wanted to step in? We need to go back. Yes. Uh, can you I know, come I in, Lebo? Yeah, after, after Lebo. Well said, and, you know, the, the mother who just spoke now, because if you look at our legislature, we know that, you know, we have so many alcohol outlets. But, you know, the liquor board still keeps issuing, um, you know, a license. So that's also something that is saying, let's consider that. Perhaps let's look at encouraging people to get into other businesses as opposed to alcohol. So that's one. Two, I think even our legislature does say, like the, the, the South African liquor norms um, and standards um, actually say that we should verify people's ages as they get into taverns. That is not happening. And, you know, we're also saying operating hours should actually be adhered to. Policing is not happening. So for us, even in our studies, young people told us exactly as even Joseph is saying, we get into these places, this is where celebrities come, we drink till, you know, we can't walk, and a whole lot of things get to happen to us. So for us, is if we're not complying, if policies are there or they are not there and they're actually not being adhered to, we're not going to change. So we're actually saying there's evidence that says we need to change. We actually need to advocate for this matter and everybody, everybody needs to stand up and actually speak against not having policies and them not being uh, enforced and thus young people are not uh, protected. Mm. Yeah, Sibani, you wanted to step in? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think all of us agree that probably we have a very, very serious problem in South Africa. But you can't reduce it to one solution that will kind of be a silver bullet. So, in other words, what Salt City study seems to suggest is that if you do away with advertising, then probably your problem will be significantly reduced. As you can hear, the callers, the issue also is about access. Now we have a, a law in South Africa which says people below the age of 18 shouldn't even be accessing uh, alcohol outlets, but it happens. And now how do you solve that problem? Whether you maintain or remove advertising, that problem remains. So how do we get down to working together to make sure that there is enforcement? On our side as manufacturers, it's clear if somebody has been selling alcohol to somebody below the age of 18, you might as well have to remove that person's license and that person should never trade again. So those are type of conversations I think that need to happen in South Africa where all the stakeholders, government, uh, manufacturers, advertisers, as, as well as civil society can come together and say, we have this variety of problems and what is a comprehensive uh, approach that we can take as uh, level has uh, suggested in the same way as we did with HIV, which was a big problem. And we had all the stakeholders coming in and making one or other contribution in dealing with the problem. I think alcohol in the same way can be that will, of course, include some form of restriction around advertising, particularly the aspirational nature that have been expressed where probably people think it's, it's more cool and other things like that. We need to regulate that part. But certainly to say remove advertising altogether and your problems will go away, that's what we disagree with. You know, there's so a tweet here. Hold, hold, on, hold on a second, level. There's a tweet here that we need to address. Because this, this raises a very important point. Um, at the only Sunday on Twitter says, 
Yes, definitely it does. But what disturbs me the most is that you get more liquor adverts and billboards as you approach the townships. And that is something we need to talk about as well. Because if you drive in, 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 in Santon, you're not going to see a big beer billboard. Mm-hmm. Um, not, certainly not as big as you'd see uh, uh, in, in Soweto. And that's something that we need to address. Celebo, do you want to step in on that one? So what I wanted to say to Mr. Sibane um, is that that's exactly what he's saying. If you remember, I said our study looked at alcohol advertising and availability. Availability suggests how many outlets are there and, you know, what are the operating hours, what is, you know, the nature of access. So we looked at both. Hence, we are saying we're actually recommending that we consider the environment. The environment means just what exists there, the density of alcohol outlets in their variety, bottle stores, taverns, and we are then saying advertising. We also need to deal with advertising. We cannot say let's focus on one and ignore the other. However, the World Health Organization actually suggests that your quickest win, your very quickest win to dealing with, you know, discouraging activity from drinking is actually been alcohol advertising because the adverts actually make them. They ask, you know, they put the aspirations that if you want to, to have fun, to be cool, to succeed as I am, you need to drink this particular brand. So for us, that is the quickest, that is the quickest doing. And self-regulation is not going to work. We okay. put that in place, but it's actually not being complied to. The regulation, the office also, is also quite uh, not comprehensive. What he's saying is we need to actually put stricter measures to regulate advertising and we need to actually enforce the laws that we currently have that says alcohol should not be as easily available. Okay. You see, we I need, need, to, I need to address activities. this. Lebo, thanks for that. I, we, 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 I think those points have been made. Spani, let's, okay. let's respond to this tweet, though, by Sandile. Because this is an important one. The, the, the amount of advertising that happens in townships versus in, sub, in, in, in the suburbs, um, in in uh, rural settings, very well, you wouldn't find a lot in, in rural settings. But the, the issue of the, the, the more disadvantaged areas somehow, somehow and seemingly a lot more alcohol advertising in those areas than there would be in a Santin or a Houghton. What do you, how do you respond to that? Okay, so from our study then... No, let's let's hear from Rural... Sibani, Lebo. Hold on, from, let's hear from Sibani. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, now, let me... Look, the, as I say, there are a couple of proposals that have been put around regulating advertising. I think the, probably where we missed each other in this conversation is originally we were saying banning, and now we are talking regulating. Of course, it needs to be regulated. For instance, we have proposed that at, at this point, you need to make sure that there are no billboards that sit within the radius of 500 meters from school and, ch- and churches. So you need to then retreat those, those adverts accordingly. And then secondly, you restrict adverts, uh, I mean, mainly billboards around business district areas. So no billboards on residential areas. So those are the things that we have said. These things are practical and can be implemented accordingly. And it's a matter of how we discuss and finalize the bill that is amended or that is being amended to put those things into place. But, of course, I think if you continue that conversation around disadvantaged areas, it's also where people below the age of 18 are also able to access alcohol in one way or another, whether it's through shipping or taverns. We still have to deal deal with the issue of access in those areas. Are are we running away from from the real question here? That why is it that way in the first place? Let's hear from Manjani in Pretoria. Manjani, good afternoon. Hello. Hi, Manjani. Thanks for calling. Hi. Yeah, I just want to add my, my view on the matter as well. Mm. I actually think it's a 
it's a bit naive from the part of community as well to even suggest that um, advertising doesn't have much to play when it comes to um, alcohol consumption. Also on the part of the industry, I think it's also denialism. Because if I can remember correctly, in fact, all around the world, the drinking of beer by ladies has always been there. And then if I remember correctly, the first advert that I saw, or that that was in our screens of ladies drinking beer was the Heineken advert. Okay. And it became fashionable for ladies to start drinking beer. And and to even take it further now, agreeing with the with the tweet that you were reading, that in if you look in townships like Kailicha in the Cape Town, I mean the township it's the highest consumption of uh, Hennessy across the whole continent. Mm. And there's always been mm. a deliberate uh, effort put in advertising Hennessy as this exclusive whiskey mm. in our townships, and in fact, cognac, and and it's and that's why in Kaili, so everybody competes to buy cognac yeah. or particularly Hennessy, so that they can be this kind of an exclusive. So, so it goes to show that advertisement plays a big part in influencing the perception of what people must buy, particularly when it comes to alcohol. Mm. So, it's I, I think it's denialism to even claim that. Uh, Advertising doesn't have a play in that. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if we reduce, it, it must be put to the test. Mm. I mean, drop the amount of advertisement or put some legislation to ensure that advertisers are, are also, we also see them in the suburb areas okay. as much as we see them in, in, in our township. All right, Bantani, thanks for calling. Yeah. Um, we need to we need to move towards wrapping this up, Lebo. Let's let's get some closing thoughts from you. I mean, what 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 do we do now? Okay, so for us as society, as civil society organization, and actually advocating for you know the rights of young people and young women in particular, we are requesting or putting it out there that you know we need to put policies in place that will protect young people from high exposure to alcohol advertising that is actually persuasive, and we're also saying. We know from the World Health Organization that banning uh, advertising would be the best method of dealing with it. However, we're saying let us regulate it, let there be policies out there, let community members, young people actually engage with what government would want to put as a means of regulating. Let it not be decided and then we don't consume or get to engage with what is being put out there. And we're also saying in terms of the availability of alcohol outlets in the communities, as they are quite dense and, they, you know, the laws are, are not being followed. Young people are getting in. They're not, ages are not being verified. Trading hours are not being complied to. So we're saying, can the policing be increased? we pleading with the LICA, um board to, you know, regulate that strongly, work with the police and make sure that access by young people is reduced as much as possible. Mm. Yeah. Um, closing thoughts from you, Sibani. Well, I think the policies that have been proposed by WHO are actually being implemented in South Africa. Taxes are being increased every year to then adjust the price. But I think the core issue is how do we begin to work together to make sure that these interventions become become effective? How do we protect young people or people below the age of 18 from being exposed to advertising in the first instance? So how do we control that amount of media in terms of TV and radio to exclude young people? And then secondly, it's 
actually down to enforcement. I think if people know that uh, if I train today and get into a car and go somewhere, there is high probability of me being stopped by police and being searched. Or if I, uh, a trader decides to sell alcohol to an underage person, there's a good chance that that person might lose a trading license. I think we will begin to have some some change of mind. And to do that, then we need to have the proper conversation. I will be open to Salt City if they are willing to have a proper meeting with us and discussion so that we look together as to what we are offering to do in terms of reducing harm and what civil society can do and of course we can get government on board to also because as a regulator they have certain obligations as well. Mm, okay let's leave it there and i hope that this connection is something that the both of you will will, will actually follow through on thank you so much sibanim kati sa liquor brand owners Association's chair and labahang litsila researcher with the soul city institute i really appreciate the time that you've given us here are some of the sms's and tweets that have come in um there's one that says, as a nation, let's not be biased. We should agree. Alcohol-like drugs brings havoc in this country. There must be no advertising and stringent regulations. Um, another one that says, when a lady me, alcohol me. <laughs> alcohol is in our genes, man. We have to fight it. Our parents were drinking. We will win. Love is the way. Why are you calling me lady? Ethan is in Cape Town saying... Advertising taps into the psychology of young people. Actually, everyone, i.e., well, I can't say the brand name, but it's it's um, it's the slogan, and it says "Champion beer for a champion man." Um, Jack says, Al- advertising of alcohol should be preceded or followed by an advert of people having fun with no alcohol to give people an alternative. Hmm. Um, Kane Bloemfontein, until you limit regulator or, or, or limit or regulate licenses, you're only scrapping the service by targeting advertising. <clears throat> A teacher on, on Facebook says, definitely. Um, with that said, the music and music videos we watch also advertise and promote it to the next level. It's true. A lot of our young musicians are sponsored by alcohol brands. Um, I can think of just one, one song, Ngutu. By Questa, I mean, that's already a song about alcohol. And in there, there's a specific brand of alcohol in the music video. Um, so that's something that we need to look at as well. Um, so they promote it to the next level, although it's marketing of the product, whereas they couldn't bring a better message across to young people. Bubu Abo on Facebook says, not at all. It depends on the person who wants to drink, even when it can be done away with. People will still drink. We grew up when we knew that people um, would hide their concoctions in the field. Uh, and Stuks Munaring on Facebook says, not all of us are getting influenced, but some of us are. Thanks for sending in your messages and your views. The Facebook page, SAFM Radio. We're on Twitter at, at SAFM Radio.